We are so proud to have Grubbly Farms Grubblies as the official chicken snack of the Drink and Farm podcast. We've been big fans of Grubbly Farms Grubblies since before even we had started this podcast. If your flock hasn't tried Grubblies yet, they are definitely missing out. Grubblies are a nourishing daily snack that chickens love. Grubblies are protein-packed, calcium-rich grubs that will give your flock the nutrients and minerals for healthier feathers and stronger eggshells. So head on over to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order, and Grubblies always ship free. Sam. Oh, hey, Bev. What you drinking today? I just opened a Mad Tree coffee table, which is a blonde ale with coffee and lactose. Nice. That sounds like a great Tuesday beer (laughs) since Mm -hmm. we're recording this on a Tuesday. (laughs) A Tuesday. It's afternoon, though. So yes, (laughs) you're just having your afternoon coffee beer. Yes. What are you drinking over there? I am drinking an Aberrant Ales Unicorn Crime Scene, Mm. which is a blackberry and citrus beer, and it's a sour. Uh, Aberrant Ales is in Howell, Michigan, which is like down the road from us. Um, So we got a growler of that when we were finishing, or not finishing, stretching fence this week. Nice. Yeah. It's very, very yummy, and I like a good sour just like you do, so. Oh, yeah. Those are my fave. I was glad we had some leftover for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things, the mini-sode. Yes, and in today's mini-sode, we have a couple of can't-evens, a farm story, and a question from a listener via our voicemail, so we're very excited to share all that with you guys today. And we just want to thank everyone for sending us your stuff, because without you, these mini-sodes wouldn't exist. That's right. And our drink peep this episode is our friend Natalie Quist, which is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. Okay, so our first can't even. I actually came across this and almost posted it in the group. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad someone else did so that we could have it as a can't even. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll let you tell us about this one. <laughs> okay, so it's, how do I describe this? I don't even know what to call this. <laughs> creepy? This, it's creepy. This chicken, apparently her name is Sparkle. She got a present in the mail, and it's chicken arms. <laughs> yes, that look like human arms. Clearly, yes. they are doll arms, which is just makes it super creepy in my they opinion. They are doll arms on a wire. Yes. <laughs> so they, like, go over the chicken's back, and then it looks like they have arms. And when they stand up, it's super creepy and hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're definitely going to want to uh, find 
these pictures. I'm sure if you Google chicken arms, <laughs> some interesting <laughs> things will come up on the internet. But yeah, and there's a letter with this uh, with this package too. I don't know, Bev, are you able to read it? Uh, let me see if I can read it. Yeah, I was looking at that too, and I was trying to decide. Yes, I can read the letter. And it says, Dear Sparkle, I know mommy said not to send out props because your page was taken down, but uh, I don't know. I can't read this person's name. Found something that I thought you could use from time to time. Please ask mom or dad to take a pic when they can. God bless Uncle Brian. And it says, P.S. Always stay away from red and white buckets. Uh, well, I can't read those words. Either. Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. So apparently, these were a gift from someone that knew this chicken Sparkle, and I guess Sparkle's page was chicken was taken down. So that's why it says R.I.P. next to it. So it was like, did the chicken die? But then there's pictures of the chicken. Now I get it. So much more context with the letter. Yes. <laughs> it's a little, it's kind of hard to remember that there's a letter when you're staring at a chicken that has doll arms on it, though. So there that is that. is correct. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Tina, for posting this so the whole group could enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was from our friend Tina over at Henny and Rue. <laughs> and the next cat even is from Kathy G., she posted a video and captioned it, the neighbor's free-range guinea pigs could prove to be a problem. I guess I should make, shouldn't, I guess I should make this, my can't even, but it happens more often than I'd like to admit. And they're literally just a bunch of guinea pigs just like hanging around on this pine tree. <laughs> I wonder if they're like, if they reproduce like rabbits though. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that these aren't free range guinea pigs. <laughs> They're just now wild guinea pigs. So there's a neighborhood that's in town in Bainbridge where someone's like 4-H rabbits got out <laughs> and it's overrun with these ridiculously huge like floppy eared rabbits that are clearly not wild rabbits, but they are wild rabbits now. And it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> well, our... My first, like, black and white rabbit. She wasn't my first rabbit here. She was our second. Her name is Vino. She keeps, she's an escape artist. She keeps getting out, and I can't catch her because she's really fast. And she's been spending the, she's done a couple stints now where she's just outside, and she's hanging out with her wild rabbits. Oh, no. So I'm like, please don't get knocked up. Please don't get knocked up. And if you do get knocked up, let me at least, like, catch you so you have the babies and we'll, you know. (laughs) figure out how to permanently contain you but we had really bad winds the other day and it lifted up the roof on the chicken tractor that she's in and she jumped out and i haven't been able to catch her but i know she's alive because i see her at least a little bit every day and she likes to go and hide and hang out in the barn too oh my gosh she's wild so i mean maybe it was that kind of situation you just had a wild domesticated guinea pig just get out and live its best life yeah, I think these guinea pigs are like destroying her garden, though. So that would be super frustrating. Yeah, I'd be mad. I would too. Knock on wood. So far, I planted enough that the bugs and the wildlife are not destroying my garden. Good. <laughs> They're getting their fair share. <laughs> <laughs> 
And our next can't even is from at Stoneman Farm. And this was something that they actually tagged us on Instagram in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's some adorable baby chicks with cupcake liners on as dresses. They do look pretty elegant, like chicken ballerinas. They do. And I've seen a couple of different like versions of this and it's always very cute. And I meant to do it with our My Pet Chicken Chicks and then I just never got around to it. it. (laughs) And in fact, uh, Jared brought me one the other day that was ducklings in the little cupcake liners. And I was like, that's the best. But my ducklings are not ducklings anymore. Yeah, Yeah. they almost look like full size ducks. I know they're not, but they feel like it now. Yeah. (laughs) And this post on Instagram that we were tagged in was from Life with the Fultons. And it says, I just couldn't help myself. Actually, if I'm being honest, my husband made me do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. So we have a farm story, too. Bev, do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? Uh, What would you prefer? Sure, I'll read it. Okay. So this was sent in from Katie Montgomery. And it says, mini farm story. I lied to y'all. I posted the other day that Opal had the nastiest bumblefoot. No, Dixie does. Picks in the comments. Y'all, chickens are hard. She is the third out of five chickens in line to be treated. Oh my gosh, that's so much bumblefoot to treat. That is a lie. <laughs> it's, oh, that is the worst. It was wet for a prolonged period of time. Then it got straight up muggy. The height of my bird's... The height my birds jumped down from their roost boxes mixed with it created a good setup for bumbles. With my work schedule, I literally don't have enough daylight to treat more than one at a time, and it's too hot to bring them in and out of the AC. I'm working through them in order of how bad they appeared in my original check. Hers didn't look bad at all when I first checked them. It wasn't too bad on the second check last week, and she hasn't been limping or favoring it. And I noticed that it was super swollen day before last, and since Opal is almost healed up, I decided to move on to Dixie. I soaked her in an Epsom bath the other day and got what I thought was a good chunk of it out. If you saw my last post, you may have noticed I didn't use gloves on Opal's. I definitely did on this one. I applied our homemade drawing salve on her and gave her a break yesterday. Planned to soak her again tonight and was going to just slather up and then soak again in the morning before I tried to push more out. Then she cried when I put her in the soak, and it was just Epsom. I've never heard any of them make that frequency before, and she just kept looking at me like, why are you hurting me? I'm not going to lie. I cried. Oh, I've totally cried while taking care of chickens before. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When I took her out of the bath, the smaller of the bumbles looked like it was detached. I scraped it off and barely put pressure on the big one, and it moved. I squeezed for just a second, and it came out. I swear it's at least half an inch long. Oh, my God. And then I cried harder and gagged and called Samantha for aftercare help and moral support. Was that you? No. no, no. It's another Samantha Samantha in the group. (laughs) (laughs) I was finally able to stop the bleeding and basically packed it with antibiotic ointment and made her a cushy boxing glove. Going to give her some nutrients in the morning and then change her wrapping. Please send her all the good vibes to keep it from getting severely infected. Calling our vet Monday to see if they'll let me have an antibiotic for her. This shit sucky and nasty AF. 
I'm going to drink now. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Bumblefoot sucks so bad. Oh, it sucks so bad. And my biggest hen, which is actually a Plymouth Bard Rock, just like this one is, that has the Bumblefoot. She has it on the top of her foot. I've never seen it on the top of the foot before, but it's totally Bumble. Yeah. And I'm like, dang it. It's not on the bottom, though. So I guess it's easier to monitor. But yeah. I'm going to have to do something about that eventually. Yeah, Bumblefoot is one of the worst things to deal with. And it is important, while I am guilty, sometimes I haven't worn gloves before, it's super important, especially if you have cuts on your hands, uh, to wear gloves because Bumblefoot is a type of staph infection and Mm -hmm. you don't want that either. No, staph infections in humans are a really, really big deal. Bad. Yeah. So bad. (laughs) All right, and... We are just like on a Katie straight care because she is the person that called and left us a voicemail. Oh, hey. So we'll play that. And she left us a fun question. We'll see if I matched her voice. I know I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see what she has to ask us. Hey, Beth and Sam. It's Katie from Sticky Holler Farm. Sam, first of all, you sound super professional in the intro to the voicemail. I just have to say that. But anyway, so this morning, we found out that Regina George, our new Blue Splash Moran chicken, is actually Reggie George, officially. We uh, kind of figured for the last couple of weeks that that was the case, but he crowed and announced that he was a boy to the entire neighborhood this morning. So I have a question for you guys. Um regarding socializing him with other people because um, my mom and my neighbors, when we go out of town, they will watch our farm for us. So um, what's the best way that you guys have found to um, kind of socialize them? I know Bev has had some issues with some of her roots being mean to her kids, but um, I didn't know if Sam, you had any tips or Bev, if anything ended up working for you. And also, do you guys ever despur your roosters? Because I want him to have protection but I also don't want anybody to get hurt and I don't want to have to dispatch him or sell him. So um, I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for everything that you guys do for all of us and um, just keep on keeping on. Thanks, ladies. Cheers. So I have to let Sam answer this question because... I never figured it out. And in fact, my mother-in-law was just here last week and she told me that she was really glad I got ba- got rid of the roosters because she had said that she wasn't coming back until the roosters were gone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so I will say if you only have one rooster, that does make it a lot easier to manage. So if you can keep just having one rooster, that's like, I feel like it's half the battle. A lot of our problem here is that we have an abundance of rooster and like they, somebody wants to be like the top rooster, but they all kind of have their own little like factions with their own ladies. But you know, there's gotta be one top cock (laughs) on the farm (laughs) and somebody is going to kick somebody else's butt to prove it. And that might just be a human. Um, so I think if you just have the one, you might be okay. Um, Base, you said it was a Moran breed, and I'm not totally sure if they're predisposed to be more aggressive or not. Um, so you might want to look into that. Um, what I've started doing with my uh, rooster that I got with my My Pet Chicken Flock that'll just be in the new pasture area with the goats um, is I've just been trying to pick him up more and socialize him right out of the gate. 
Um, he is a little flighty, but he's also in that teenage phase. So just a lot of picking up, showing that you're the friend, um, hand feeding treats is huge, especially from a younger age. Um, so if you have grublies or any other kind of snack, uh, offer that to him. Um, you can also make him watch you offer it to the other chickens that you're giving them a snack. You're not trying to hurt them. Um, and just pick him up and carry him around as much as you can. Um, if you have people over uh, and they're willing participants, maybe see if how he handles them holding him too. Um, so I would just say keep doing what you're doing and trying to socialize him. That's your best bet. I have not clipped spurs before, but I know that Wild Oak Farms has. I think she recently had some stories about it. So maybe check out her page or give her a follow if you haven't yet. Um, there are ways to clip them. Uh, there's like a potato method. Like there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there. I just, I prefer just to leave them alone. Um, and just make sure when I'm out in the yard with the feisty ones, I keep an eye on them and tell them no. Yeah, I do a lot of, uh, they discovered that when I went, ah, ah, they would back off. I don't know, like, if it was just because I was making, like, a big noise and they decided to, like, run the other direction when I did that. But that worked. I always wore really tall boots when I went outside, too. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I ended up with scrape marks all over my legs when they discovered that that was skin there. Uh, I like what you said about the one roo. I think that that is going to be the key. Mm Because most people that I know that have friendly roos, it's just their one. But, of course, Mm -hmm. anecdotal evidence, someone has something that says the opposite of that I'm sure right, right. <laughs> and I did look it up and Morans are known to be very friendly oh. and that the roosters aren't known to be aggressive so that's helpful too yeah so fingers crossed that you got the majority there <laughs> yes rooster. um yeah I would just say just be consistent with your socializing as much as you can we know you're handling a lot with the bumblefoot so if your husband can out be out there and do the same too, you know, that might lighten the load. Um, who doesn't yeah. like to carry around a chicken though, honestly? As long as they're <laughs> cooperating, it's pretty enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I, I never mind when I've got a chicken just like slung under an arm. So Yeah. So I hope that is helpful. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, and I I really do think you'll enjoy um, having a rooster around as long as he's not aggressive it's kind of one of the best sounds on the farm I think until you have like 12 of them and they just <laughs> non-stop crow that is a little much but after a while you don't really hear it anymore <laughs> I definitely miss the crowing since I have like zero roosters yeah, yeah I almost kept Stephen Rue because I hated getting rid of Stephen Rue Morris but he yeah. was my worst one even though he had a limp so I was like no I'm gonna try this rooster thing over again <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to be a part of our mini-sodes, you can call in and leave us a voicemail over at 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM. You can send us your can't-evens through voicemail, email them to us, send them to us via message, drop them in our group. We're pretty flexible on how we'll accept them. So if you've got something you want us to talk about, send it to us. Right. And make sure when you're listening to us, you hit the subscribe button and down the episode when you listen, because that helps more people like you find us. 
and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because you'll get entered into a monthly drawing for an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. And if you don't mind doing us the favor of going over to Instagram, finding the Instagram post for this episode and sharing it in your stories and tag us at Drink and Farm, we're going to send you a promo code just for this episode that gives you a percentage off in our shop. And trust me, you want that coupon code because this month's shirt is freaking awesome and comes in amazing, vibrant color options. So do that so you can get a little reward out of the deal. Oh, yeah. I love this month's shirt, and it's been really popular. So, <laughs> Yes. E is correct. <laughs> so take a look at the show notes. We'll have links uh, to some of the things we talked about um, and the posts, the can't evens and stuff that we talked about, and also to our merch shop and our social media and all that goodness. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's mini-sode. We have one more coming up this month, so we're hoping you can send us some fun things to share. And until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.